Hello and welcome back to History for Everyone. I'm Josephine. I'm Anaïs. I'm Lisa. And I'm Anthony. In today's fourth installment of our segment of the Argentine War, we will be discussing the last form of educational media. After having seen the role of the family narratives and the essential means of transmission, which uh, is, is school, we will now speak about culture and more precisely about cinema and literature. So Anaïs, why are we going to insist on the role of culture in the preservation of memories? So to start off, we can't really speak about a preservation of culture because in a sense, culture has its own understanding of the past. So it's not a precise reconstitution of the past. But we can't deny that culture is an essential part of the evolution of memories as it's created by people who have lived or who tell stories that they know. So basically they are made in a certain context and as such, they serve as a sort of mirror to society that they developed in. Cultural works such as movies and books are by definition targeted at a wide audience, and they're supposed to appeal to the public and to be accessible, which is another aspect that I think makes them interesting to talk about when discussing the construction of narratives. Yeah, definitely. And I think that cinema is the most useful form of culture used to represent the war, because those kinds of images cannot be as well represented in literature or in sculpture, for instance. I think we need to see movement, facial expressions, emotions, and sometimes it is impossible to put words on a moment so difficult to live and to watch. Cinema can show these moments of silence and use different means of framing to insist on them. And especially for the case of the Algerian war, cinema is the main cultural medium that has been used to talk about the conflict from a military point of view. I think some books exist, but they are uh, mostly very recent, and the movies just go much more um, exposure and recognition in general. In any case, friends like the means to represent the decolonization process in other ways, such as exhibitions and reenactments. Going back to Pascal Blanchard, France is incapable of having a museum on col colonization because France is not ready to admit 100% of its role in the colonization of Algeria and especially um, the harm it caused the, the country during the war. Almost 60 years after the war, Macron asked for forgiveness to the Archies in September of this year. I think this really goes to show that even today, not all the wounds are settled. Um, and I'm sure that it was even worse right after the war. I wonder if the cultural sphere followed the political sphere um, in refusing to talk about what had really happened in Algeria. So you're onto something here. I think that what made the process of building a cultural narrative of the Algerian war so long was the extension of societal silence regarding the conflict to the cultural sector. I mean, it didn't help that state censorship was put into place in 1955 and held out throughout the war, but even in its immediate aftermath, the Algerian war wasn't properly represented in mainstream media before the 80s. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because this isn't always the case. Um, let's take the example, like right after the Vietnam War, of a series of successful and graphic movies such as Taxi Driver and Apocalypse Now. They were even critically acclaimed within the US. Yeah, and that's what's uh, particularly interesting about Algeria. It's not like movies weren't being made. Uh, there were some, notably by Alain René, but they were either censored or unsu unsuccessful. For um, a while, French people themselves were not ready to see the Algerian war on the big screen. Some movies referenced it or used it as a backdrop, though. The Umbrellas of Sherberg is one of the most celebrated movies of the 1960s, and one of the main characters is sent to fight in the Algerian War, but the conflict isn't actually addressed all that much. It's mostly a plot point to justify the separation of the main couple, and when the character comes back, we can see that he is slightly disoriented, but not mentally ill by any stretch of the imagination. 
The representation of the conflict is therefore quite minor. And what's ironic about this is that even this very partial representation of the war was considered audacious for its time. It's really a testament to how touchy the subject was right after the war. Yeah, I get what you're saying. It was similar in other cultural spheres as well. Um, the Apple's memory of the conflict was absolutely not addressed in literature um, at all, either following the end of the war. Hmm, that's true, but an interesting element to point out here is that a lot of books were published about Algeria's decolonization, but from the point of view of a concurrent group, the Pieds Noirs. The war itself wasn't what was described though, it was more a glorification of a golden age that was stopped by Algeria's independence. Um, I guess you could say that the colonial nostalgia monopolized the literary sphere right after the war. The soldiers themselves weren't the ones who grew vocal about their experiences in Algeria, which comes back to what you talked about earlier when you mentioned the initial silence of the Yapli. So this is not to say that no movies about the conflict existed. They were unsuccessful, yes, but they were there. However, their existence does not mean that they are effective in appeasing memories. On the contrary, some see them as superficial and without deep purpose. In fact, even through the films, the problem of telling the reality of history is diverted. Violence is not always filmed, or when it is filmed, its purpose becomes non-existent. And most of the films were not even shot in Algeria, but in Tunisia or Morocco. It's as if the general amnesia regarding the conflict was also extended through representation of the war. There was a certain portrayal which, in addition to being muted, was unrealistic. But in talking about this problem of amnesia, I have to add that even in the early works that did show the military side of the conflict, there's still very much this idea of a presence of the absence. Um, let's take the Bataille d'Algerie, for instance, directed by Guido Ponte Corvo in 1966 and released in France in 1971. It actually became censored quite quickly after its release. And this was directly related to the fact that the film revealed France's blind acts of violence towards innocent Algerian civilians. French officers occupying Alger were shown as cold-hearted brutes shoving Algerian and local families out of their homes, torturing old citizens, and releasing bombs into the Muslim quarters. There are also shots of many dead civilians, live civilians in mourning and trying to find their loved ones, and the increasing brutality of the French army as they get more desperate and bring tanks into the village, and also fight scenes mingled with the cries of Algerian women. So this basically shows how some French directors from very early on after the end of the conflict did not want to adhere to the same state of silence surrounding the war that the rest of French society had adopted. They actually wanted to immediately make the French public aware of the hidden side of the war narrative that the Apple had auto-censored, that the French government hadn't officially recognized, and that French society as a whole did not acknowledge. So Anaïs, earlier you talked about censorship, and what I have to add to this topic is the fact that the censorship of the film in French movie theaters came directly from civilian groups who wanted to defend the quote-unquote civilizing mission of France and its colonies, thus representing the French difficulty of facing its colonial past. It would only be decades later, in October 2004, that the Bataille d'Alger would once again come out, unaltered this time, in Parisian movie theaters, and be widely broadcast on French television. So, while censorship may be one of the most prominent causes of the invisibility of the Algerian war in cinema, it does not explain everything. Benjamin Stora, in his article La Guerre d'Algérie dans les médias, l'exemple du cinéma, proves that many of the 40 movies made about the Argentine war do not really depict the war in its essence. The producers talk about what happens before and after the war, but very rarely doing it. Algeria at the war can be seen beyond the trauma, as Benjamin Stora said. These films do not try to talk about the war itself, but they evoke the personal wounds and remain very focused on the suffering. Thus, they do not reach a wide audience. And we must not forget also that um, they lack uh, financial means to be more effective in their role of passing memories. 
Um, and I don't know if, if you read um, Jacques Ferrand's comics, Sweet Algerian, um, in the same idea of the presence of the absence, because he didn't represent the violence of the Algerian war. But the fact that the characters told their story to the children or grandchildren makes it more real and concrete, I think. In this sense, I'm convinced that um, literature can be more efficient to evoke some, something that cannot be represented with images. People telling their story makes me more emotional and I have a better interpretation of what happened in the past. Yes, I totally agree with you, Lisa, but I really think that there was a shift in this idea of the presence of absence that you mentioned earlier. Indeed, well, for more than 40 years after the independence of Algeria, this feeling of absence of the Algerian war in French cinema was felt. This trend was reversed at the beginning of the 2000s. Not only did the, the end of state censorship allow films about the Algerian war to be shown more widely, but French cinema also emphasized the hyperviolence of this war. As you mentioned, many French films on the Algerian war published between 1954 and 1968, um, the violence perpetrated during the war is shown very little and they are mostly based on situations of war denial. For example, I don't know if you, you saw L'Ansoumi, published in um, 1964 and directed by Alain Chevalier, but the plot focuses on the story of Thomas, a combatant in Algeria who decided to desert to regain his freedom. The same idea is found in Le Petit Soldat, directed by Jean-Luc Godard in uh, 1963, which um, uh, this, uh, this uh, podcast has already addressed. Tous, as Benjamin Stora points out uh, in La Guerre d'Algérie dans les médias, Les Ans du Cinéma, uh, quote, French cinema participated between 1958 and uh, 1968 in the mythological reconstruction of the massive refusal of the colonial war, uh, unquote, and not the representation of the violence of the war. In contrast, in the early uh, 2000s, French cinema really focused on the traumatic history of the Algerians by implementing a very physical cinematographic language. The beginning of the 21st century marked the feeling of presence of the Algerian war in cinema. I guess we can say that it lies in the fact that new groups such as the small children of Algerian immigration in France felt the need to really understand what had happened and what were the reasons for the collective trauma of the war. So one of the most relevant examples of a shift to hyperviolence in the representation of the Algerian war on screens is uh, Florent Emilio's series movie Intimate Enemies, or L'Enemi Intime, which was released in 2007. So I don't know if you've seen it, it's one of the most famous representations of the Algerian war on screens. And the filmmaker highlights the cruelty of the war in Kabylia in 1959 and the brutality of the soldiers on both the Algerian and French fronts. The viewers see gruesome scenes of unbearable torture as well as wounded and even dead bodies. The soundtrack is noisy, it's very present, it's almost nauseating to emphasize the hell that the soldiers experienced during the war. In an article I read called La Guerre d'Algérie dans les médias, l'exemple du cinéma, Benjamin Stora argues that, quote, the spectator clinging to his armchair sees the reprisals that follow one another without any coherent historical line, the ferocity of revenge becoming the exclusive driving force behind the behavior, unquote. Thus, the film really aims to emphasize the abominations and horrors of war with the risk of anachronism, because the director was more interested in showing scenes of extreme violence back to back than actually making sure that the progression of the movie was historically accurate. And I think this is really a testimony to how important the portrayal of violence is in the movie. It really takes center stage and becomes this vision of the Algerian war that is conveyed. Yeah, and in the literary world, it's harder to convey an idea of hyperviolence because, um, because that is very a visual concept. 
Um, there are still some examples though. Indeed, um, the literature of the 2010s has really brought the light this period of French and Algerian history. I read a book called uh, La Montagne, written by Jean-Noël Pancrazy, which was published in the early um, 2010s, and there are some pretty traumatizing scenes. For example, a group of children encounter a group of soldiers that are transplanting the mutilated corpses of six Algerians. The same is true for um, Une ville en temps de guerre, written by Abdelkader Djeman. The novel focuses on Oran in 1961-1962 and the scene of bloody clashes between the French army, the OAS and the FLN. The novelist talks about the sealing off of neighborhoods, attacks, assassination and kidnappings that follow one another without stopping. Um, and I guess comics can represent um, it as well, but to a lesser extent, of course. Um, in Sweet Algerian, there are some violent scenes, but they are much less graphic than in movies. And it's not just the, the same when you can appeal to all five senses. I guess that if we were to summarize the evolution of the depiction of the Algerian war in the cultural sector, we could say that at the beginning, there were no significant movies that had the war itself as their subject because of factors like censorship and the prevalence of other memorial groups, such as the Pianois. The war was more of a backdrop, I believe, a contextual element to talk about something else. Plus, even when movies were being made, there was a certain presence of the absence. Nothing was really shown, from geographical locations to corpses. But this completely changed in the early 2000s, when there was a shift to a hyper-violent representation of the conflict, which we still see now. I still think it might take a while for the memories to cool down so we can have a more balanced representation. Well, I think that's fair to say. So this concludes our series on the Algerian war. I really enjoyed discussing on the Algerian war with my team. I think we all learned a lot and we hope that you, you did too. If you're interested in learning even more about topics, since we only gave you a general overview of our education about the Algerian war changed in France uh, over the years, I highly recommend that you take a look at the report that Benjamin Stora, yes, him again, published earlier this year about the memories of the Algerian war as commissioned by Macron. You will learn a lot about these, the IRS that um, we have mentioned, but also many more, such as questions related to Algerian immigration to France after the conflict. So thank you to um, listening to us and see you next month for a new series of History for Everyone, this time about the legacy Watergate scandal. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, thank guys. You. Bye. <laughs>